Welcome to the UK Investor Magazine podcast, the latest on shares, markets and investments, now available on your Amazon Alexa. Hello and welcome to the UK Investor Magazine podcast, now also available on the UK Investor Magazine mobile app. For today's podcast, we're kindly joined by David Lawrence, who is the CEO of AIM Listed Kingswood Group. David, thank you very much for being on the podcast today. No, good morning. Thank you. It's great to be here. So, um, David, you head up Kingswood Group, listed on the AIM. You're a, a wealth manager and financial advisor, and we're here today to discuss about the investing and investment into the wealth management sector. So, you have 16,000 clients, uh, roughly 3.6 billion in assets under management. But um, just going a little bit further than that, David, would you to give us a brief introduction uh, and synopsis of Kingswood Group, please? Yeah, of course I will. So um, I, I guess our dominant business is in the UK, um, where we provide financial advice and financial planning um, through our regional offices, of which we've got 15, um, and around about 60 financial advisors um, working from those offices um, and we also provide investment management services. Um, we run our own discretionary um, investment range of, of products um, and, and other more personal tailored versions um, for clients that that can become suitable for. So, um, and hence why we call ourselves a wealth manager rather than a, a financial advisor, because we, we have the two elements um, and a very integrated business incorporating both advice and um, investment management. Fantastic, thank you. So, I mean, let's just start to drill down into the, the market, that the wealth management market here, David. Now, um, I mean, just if we're looking here at, at, in the UK, of course, there's been shifting demographics in recent years. I mean, how much of an opportunity do you see that um, at, at at Kingswood Group um, for growth in your company and your business going forward? Yeah, I, mean, I think I think the opportunity is absolutely huge. Um, you know, if I start with the advice gap, as people call it, um, I mean, there, there are millions of people in the UK that, that that I would believe would benefit from advice, but 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 aren't receiving advice today. Um, and and you know, some of those uh, people that either don't see the need or are not motivated to, or feel they can't afford it, but 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 actually. Um, Actually, I think the role of a, a, a growing and successful wealth manager, such as King, is to make that more accessible to those people at a value for money price. Um, actually, to help them with the most important things they have in their lives, such as planning for retirement, or if in retirement, passing the wealth on to loved ones, and 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 things like that. So, so um, you know, the the, the the opportunity is is is, is absolutely there, and I think. Um, accessing it and and helping clients is 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 at the heart of um any growth story and not least for kingswood so i mean david with the the, the advice gap here financial advice gap this is something that's been an issue for for many years now i mean is it something that you're seeing some improvement in i mean of course there's been a number of new services launched within the, the last decade to try and bring this uh, financial ad, ad, advice gap down. I mean, there's of course, you know, a, a gap between 
you know, th- those people that need financial advice and, and actually being able to uh, afford uh, financial advice. Um, obviously, changes from a regulatory perspective made it more expensive, and, and there was obviously huge swathes of people that were that were missed um, and, and left needing financial advice. I mean, is this something that that you're seeing? being closed and, and do you see there being big changes to this financial advice gap or do you still think this is a really a problem within the market i I, th- I think it's a problem i think it's a societal problem that um organizations such as ours um you know have an opportunity to try and address so, so you know there has been some changes there have been new entrants um people have tried different things um but but the size of the gap is 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 so large <coughs> that's um that 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 actually we 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 I think we're barely touching the surface to be honest and and of course th- things 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 such as this see needs growing so so societally you know making sure that people have provision for pension and in retirement people have provision for long term care um, and 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 passing wealth on and and and, and these things um, I, I I might suggest actually that that the need to address this is growing rather than reducing, and so whilst some new entrants um, are, are, are coming in and and existing providers are changing and evolving how they meet client needs, um, the, the the opportunity is is gigantic to be honest, um, and 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 I don't think it's any any more or less of a problem than it was three, four, five years ago. So obviously, there's been not a lot of change uh, in the industry in, in terms of uh, addressing this problem. I mean, Dave, what, what do you see the issue being? Is is this something down to, to regulations and and a, a regulatory um, regime that that's making it too expensive to actually service these people, or or is there an element of, of people not being maybe aware that they need financial advice or aware of the services that are available to them? I, th- I think it's I think it's all of those things actually. Um, I, I think the cost of providing financial advice has typically um, prohibited um, a number of people from accessing it. So I think progressively we will um, see firms um, providing different um, routes to market, um, more digitized, um, um, slimmer, tighter client experiences. Um, and 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 delivered at lower cost, um, and 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 the more progressive companies, uh, and and I intend for Kingswood to be one, you know, are actively looking at things like fixed pricing, subscription pricing, um, to 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 make all of this um, more accessible, um, and 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 I think actually if it becomes more accessible, um, I, I think that's part of the battle actually, um, and and of course in, in complement to that. Making people aware of the value of advice and the benefits of receiving advice. Um, there, have, there have been a number of studies that that talk to um, where, where money invested under advice um, is going to is going to give a better return than than money either invested independently or or indeed not at all. Um, so, so I think creating that awareness and then making it accessible are two of the key things. But of course, at the heart of that. For me, is it has to be good value for money, um, and this is where um, some of the interesting and more evolving pricing models are are, are, are definitely going to take um, market share because um, because because clients will see that and 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 respond to it. 
Lovely. Thank you. So I mean, there's a few bits there that I just, just want to touch on. Um, David, so obviously the pricing model was one that, that you mentioned there and also uh, making advice uh, and financial uh, advice more digital. I mean, what are you doing at Kingswood to evolve your, your offering uh, in, in terms of you know changing pricing, um, in terms of interaction with clients? Is it becoming more digital? And, and are you offering more services in one place in what could be called a convergence of, of services that you offer? So, so our plan is to introduce um, a number of those um, variables. So today we offer um, what, what might be described as a one-size-fits-all, but it is a fully deep, um, holistic advice process for, for all clients. Um, the things we're exploring at pace are whether we want to provide simplified advice um, and whether we want to um, bring a great level of digita- digitization to it for, for two reasons on digitization. One is to improve the client experience to make it less friction-led um, and, and easier to navigate, um, but, but, but also um, from an efficiency perspective. I think, um, I, I mean, for me, the, the, the financial advisor, as in the person that is the financial advisor, should remain at the heart of the um, client relationship. So, so we will invest and and move our proposition to a space where we we keep that client advisor right at the heart of the relationship. But if we can surround it with the right technology and the right digitization, um, we end up giving the client a great experience, blending blending perhaps the human relationship with the um, the technology. Um, and in doing so, I think I think we. We, we we arguably get the benefit of all worlds really we we um we, we we balance those two things quite nicely so i mean the existing market out there we've discussed new entrants which have come into the market recently which are increasingly offering a digital uh offering which which is you know trying to be all encompassing but uh, the more legacy market, David, is, is somewhat fragmented in, in terms of wealth management, um, in IFAs, uh, in a, and the, you know the general financial advice market. I mean, is that something that you see as a, a market that needs to change? I mean, you of course, and we'll, and we'll go into this in more detail. Have made a number of of acquisitions with, within the market. I mean, do you see this trend? Um, of consolidation within in the sector going, and do you think that's going to benefit Kingswood uh, as a company? Yeah, I I, I do actually. So, so I think there are, there are two things. Um, you know, ultimately firms will be successful by 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 being progressive in terms of how they think about their client propositions. And and in fact, the new, the news of this week, of course, is Vanguard's um, new new offering at, at just under eighty basis points. Um, for for advice and 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 the underlying product, which is which is 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 undoubtedly disruptive to the market. So so I think you've got newer entrants and firms that are progressive, of, as which I believe we're one. Um, thinking about that and thinking about how we can respond to that, but then in in complement to that, um, you, you've got smaller IFA firms that that may be struggling with the level of regulation they may actually um find themselves um that you know they started their firm because they liked and got value out of providing financial advice but they now find themselves weighed down with 
process, regulation, and complexity. Um, and 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 for all of those firms, we we, we can provide a, a an opportunity to partner to take away some of that sort of functional responsibility, um, but but and, and almost free up those firms to get back to what what well why they started in the first place, which was to advise to advise clients. So so we we. We're very active on the um, on on the acquisition trail. Um, we're looking for for companies that provide a good cultural fit for Kingswood. We can take away some of the things that that perhaps the um, principals don't feel add value, such as risk, finance, marketing, HR, compliance, and these sort of things. Um, allow them to um, concentrate on the clients and the things that create the greatest amount of value. And, and of course, by doing that, we create efficiency for, 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 for both sides and, and, and we grow the business as well. So so pe- people call that consolidation and in the literal sense, that's exactly exactly what it is. But I think um, we, we found ourselves to be um, quite an appealing partner for for firms where they've, they've, they've reached a crossroads or they want to create um, a different sort of way of operating going forward. And, um, and and that's led us into many conversations with many firms, some of which are um, some of which are more mature than others, um, but in, in indeed some some very set successful acquisitions that we've made over the last twelve months. So, David, in terms of the company that that you go out to to look for, obviously t- touched on there on uh, you know the reasoning why you'd be looking. At, at partnering up and, and making acquisitions. I mean, is there anything that you would look for in a company to make it a potential partner target for you? So a few things really. Um, we, we we look at cultural fit and 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 the values and and the, the most important one of those is client centricity. Um, that that's really important. Um, geography is actually quite important. We 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 want to grow a national presence and therefore finding businesses in geographies that we're not currently um, present is, is, is quite important. Um, as, as I say, you know, t- where we can take away some of the um, more functional elements of the business and help, help the advisors get back, back to seeing clients um, is, is important. Um, we're also keen to look for businesses that are, are, are hungry for growth. So, so, in, in, in the long list of um, firms that may be um, for sale or wanting to undertake a transaction, um, some are um, advisors that simply just want to retire, um, but others are actually um, advisors and firms that have still got quite a lot of ambition, want to grow the business, but either don't have the resources to do so or or don't know how to do so or, or, for, or for a different reason. So definitely businesses that that are hungry, ambition, and sort of share our focus as a business in um, in, in in moving forward as well. Um, and 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 the final thing I would just say is 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 we have a um, an increasingly strong investment management capability. Our central investment proposition um, is building a very strong track record, um, and therefore for companies that um, are managing their own central investment proposition on a very small basis um, internally, um, we, we can bring quite a lot of capability to that and, 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 and again, add some value through that as well. Thank you. So I just want to now have a, have a look at a, a recent uh, acquisition that, that you made, which 
caught my attention in Manhattan Harbour Capital. Now, this, I believe, David, was your, your first uh, acquisition and an investment into the United States. What what was driving your expansion um, over the Atlantic into uh, Manhattan Harbour Capital? So, a lot, a lot of people ask us about why why we we're focused on the UK and and, and the US, and, and and the answer to that is actually quite quite simple. The the, the, the markets and and the opportunities in the markets offer similar sorts of um, opportunities. So, you you talked about regulation, fragmentation, um, that, 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 those are very similar features on in the US and in the UK. Um, and therefore, it felt logical to us to, to uh, rather than focus on one, to, to, to focus on, on, on them both. Um, M- Manhattan Harbour, um, which we have um, a, a majority share in, um, what was the first of those, um, well, of those partnerships that we've, we, we've formed? Um, and and um, Mike, who who is my counterpart and and and, and runs the business in the US, um, you know, he's actively looking for future opportunities to build and grow scale on 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 the back of of that business, which incidentally he he owned fully and brought and brought brought to us, so he came came with it. Um, but, but but I think um, you know, a bit closer to home, and I guess the UK is my <coughs> primary responsibility. We. We, we've we, we've bought four or five businesses over the last um, eighteen months, um, and 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 those businesses would be more familiar, I guess, to your um, your, your your listeners in that they're typically um, regionally based financial advisory firms that um, exhibit some of the features I've talked to, but actually would would would, would welcome the um, opportunity of working with the um, capabilities of a larger organisation. I think, and I think from a um, acquisition volume perspective over the next 12 to 18 months it'll be in the uk that that will see um, the greatest amount of sort of opportunity converted so i mean mean, in terms of i mean revenue growth going forward i mean sort of percentage wise you've obviously you know very much established here in the uk but i mean with this new expansion into the us i mean do you see the us business growing to potentially become on par with the uh, the UK, uh, maybe in the next sort of five to ten years, uh, with the plans that you have, uh, or is it something that you're still going to remain very much UK centric, but but look to, you know, see that US business grow, but not really sort of push it too hard in comparison to the UK? Um, no, well, I think we'll, we, the, the simple answer is we're going to get after both because we see an opportunity in both. It's difficult to um, forecast which, which one will go. More quickly than the other, um, I, th- I think I've explained some of the similar features. There are some different features in that. Um, in in the UK business, um, it's very much around owning owning the clients, and um, and obviously from that we derive revenue both on a on initial fee basis and then a recurring fee basis. Um, the US business is a little bit um, for us more like a, a, a network business, and therefore. The level of recurring revenue isn't as as, as prevalent, and so, um, but there are different streams that 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 add 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 to that in a in a sort of complementary sense, and so I think, I think I think they both um, they both provide an incredibly exciting opportunity for us. Um, I think um, that though, though from a from a sort of creating endowment income or creating a, a sort of recurring value, which is 
which is often how how these firms are are, are considered. Um, I, I, th- I think the UK, um, just because of the nature of it, you know, affords a, affords a slightly greater opportunity. Fantastic. Thank you much, David. And just to finish off here, I just want to touch on the, the, the cyclicality of the, the wealth management business and, uh, you know, Kingswood's uh, group's you know, business um, going forward into 2021. Of course, we, we're seeing uh, a reopening uh, here in the UK and, you know, across Europe and the United States. Uh, you know, economies are starting to, to reopen. I mean, how do you see uh, Kingswood business post pandemic as the, as the economy reopens i mean is this going to be uh, a situation that, that you could see a big influx of business or have you been relatively steady uh, throughout this process and and you you don't see too much of an uptake um due to the, the sort of cyclical nature of the economy reopening so 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 we, we've been we've been pretty steady through through the covid um period um and, and 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 our existing customers, we've obviously been able to service primarily digitally through that 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 process through video conferencing and 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 Zoom and and these sorts of things. Um, where, where I think um, it's been more difficult is 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 all of the usual tactics that you would deploy to um, identify new clients has has been has been more difficult because a lot of that gets done on a on a sort of face to face basis um and 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 i think it's also fair to say that for a number of existing clients they've probably pressed pause on on big financial decisions and investments um through through covid um sort of waiting for that so you know we we've um we've maintained a good um a good rhythm um through covid but certainly as we start to come out of it um, we're getting an increasing number of clients saying, look, I've, I've, I've been thinking about this for quite a long time through COVID. I now want to do something. And similarly, we're starting to now open up the flow of new clients as well. So I think I think across 2021, and, and, and let's hope and assume that um, we, we continue to make the, the progression that we've been making with vaccinations and, and coming out of lockdown and all of these things. Um, I, I, f- I feel quite bullish, actually. Um, in terms of um, the the ability to sort of serve both existing clients with new needs and and new clients with needs, um, certainly more than we've done um, through COVID, and 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 you know we, we target to do more than we've done in the past as well. So I think um, I think the opportunity um, as this year progresses is 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 very strong. Fantastic, thank you, Dave. Good to hear you're, you're bullish on the markets so and that type of optimism. And- is what I think is going to um, drive us out of uh, this pandemic and, and drive the economic recovery. So, David, thank you very much for being on the podcast today. That's my pleasure. Thank you. So that was David Lawrence, CEO of Kingswood Group, which trades on the London Stock Exchange on the AIM market under the ticker of KWG. Thank you very much. We hope you enjoyed listening to the UK Investor Magazine podcast. Please do share the podcast and we really value any reviews and comments you leave us in your chosen podcast player. The views presented by the hosts and guests of the UK Investor Magazine podcast are in no way investment advice. And please remember, all investment involves risk. 